Oh, yeah. All right, fellas, as promised, we are back. Let everybody just jump on here. I know we missed a week. I hope everybody enjoyed their Thanksgiving. Mr. Chuck Beam, he was sitting on go. He done made a comment before the show even started. <laughs> Good deal. Hey, Chuck. Chuck was, he was ready to go, son. <laughs> he just told me, I, I, said, down. I, said, I said three times, I said volume. Oh, still, yeah. Every, Hopefully we Every week. There's old Kari Newby. Oh, Kari's watching. Uh, he's turning in. Oh, Kari Newby's turning in on YouTube, man. I cut my phone off, guys. John may have suggested it may be what was popping on my mic, so I cut it off. So it could have been since it was right here beside me. I was listening to Meteor, uh, the, the podcast, Meteor podcast, and the guy that's the sound guy for them, one of the guys was on his phone. He said, you got to turn that off. It's making a, a buzzing sound with the mics. And that makes sense. That makes sense because it does put out a signal. So. Speaking of Meteor, this is my new Meteor hat. Uh, very recent. Well, but it's for Meat Eater. Yeah, same thing, bro. Uh, and I got the new Meat Eater board game for my birthday. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah, people don't know what we're talking about. Meat Eater is like a podcast, and they've got yeah, yeah, they got some good everything. content. Yeah, they came out with their own uh, board game. Uh, really? Like, you know, just uh, outdoor questions, fishing, hunting, fishing, conservation, cooking. The king is the fire. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. I, I watch him all the time. I, uh, what's his name? Steve Rotella, Steve something. Steve, when Steve I, Ranella. Ranella. I remember that when he was, yeah, I remember he when I, when he first started. I watched his show on uh, Outdoor Channel. We, we make it big time one day. We might get Steve Ranella on. Oh, yeah, wouldn't that be, <laughs> all, <laughs> that'd be awesome? Let's see. Somebody asked me a question, Shane. What oh, Chuck wants to know what brand's my boat. Uh, it's a War Eagle 2170, Chuck. It's a twenty. It's a twenty-three. Yeah, two thousand twenty-three, twenty-one seventy. That's what it is. I know, John. I know. Uh, this is gonna come up for sure. John, I bet you were having a blast with that five-footer. Love that rod. I call it my pistol. If y'all don't know, I, I posted a video. John shared with me. Uh, he he put a hurting on some big fish. He had seven. That weighed sixteen forty-six. Is that right, John? That's right. That's some big fish. He had a two sixty. The big right. That's right. Bunch of twins, 220s, 230s. Uh, I posted the video of John letting them go. It was on public water, so it wasn't a private lake. So, hey, they're out there. And uh, like John said, they're here before long. They're going to be getting fatter and fatter. And they'll start slowing down a little bit. I, were they moving pretty fast, John? Today they weren't. They were schooled up, but uh, it's just they weren't biting as good. I went, you know, the other day and to the same place and, I backed off of them because somebody was supposed to go with me. Just, you know, oh, he wasn't able to go. I don't remember what happened or whatever. I understand. And, um, I, I, I was like, I'm not going to pound on them. And then I went back today and the bite was not as good. But right, I still, you know, man, when you catch a fish that size, it's just that's big fish. I mean, I caught more than seven, obviously, but um, when you catch a fish that big, it's just amazing. Oh, um, yeah. You know, uh, uh, I went with you. And we caught those big fish. It's, you know, when you're flipping, your boat flipping two thirties. I mean, you're having some fun, man. Absolutely. I mean, that is awesome. Let's see here, Mr. Sonny Stucky, Sonny and Kathy's watching. Eddie Jones, Scott D's, William White, Brad Deals on here. Appreciate you watching. Tim Pentecost, 
Way Cole. Old Dooley's on here. Yeah, man, it's good to see these names, man. We kind of, I kind of missed doing the show last week. That Thanksgiving kind of, I enjoyed Thanksgiving, but it uh, it kind of messed me. I'm like, man, I'm, I'm missing something. Oh yes, right, we can't do the show this week. So. Yeah, it was different not doing it. It was, man. You get used to doing. Old Tommy Randolph tuned in from Florida. Michael Trot, how you doing, buddy? And it's uh, I wish if I if, if I'd have thought today, John, I would have downloaded that video on my we transfer and i could have put it on here because this thing takes a certain file so okay i'll do it i'll put it on here though well it's on my it's on it's on this page guys shane jones fishing uh john letting those fish go it's 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 a it's a good video so oh no it's no big deal i i mean i i I just had a fun time doing it oh yeah man it was amazing (laughs) what is it Terry Hicks. What's that, Tom, Jess, and Shane? Tom. <laughs> oh, man. That's, that, that was your name when you fished the tournament up there in uh, in Tennessee, wasn't it, John? No, the, the whole joke behind Tom is uh, back in the day, I was, I was still in the military, and I had a, a Facebook account and really didn't want to have it, like, anybody associating me with Facebook when I was in the well, military. So yeah. I had an account named Tom Sawyer. That's right. So, uh, I kept right. it for a while. So a lot of my older friends, they like, yeah. oh, Tom. <laughs> gotcha. I think, hell, I, I had that thing for a while after I retired. But uh, T- Tim uh, Pentecost still got me in his phone as Tom Sawyer. But, <laughs> there you go. Tony Tucker, Angel Mike Neese, old country cousin Greg's tuned in. Do we, we got some- do we need to run the commercial or are we going to? Do it oh, I don't know. I've been look. See, I done got out of the rhythm. I, know. I will. I will. I will. I'm telling you. See, that's what you can't. You can't do that to me. I will. We will thank our sponsors before the show's over with. I promise you guys. Uh, Chris Collins on here. Don Gartman, appreciate you, Don. Keith Spencer. Let's see. Oh, Jacob Alcorn. He's got. He's got a question here. It's a pretty long question. Let's see if we can get into that. Let's see. I really can't find crappie right now. I'm on a lake that's 19 foot low in Kentucky. The water temp's 51 degrees. I've been searching stick-ups and open water and brush from 5 to 18 foot. He has lyoscos. Please help. He's a rookie. Man. So, but whatever river system feeds that thing, go out there to the ledge, wherever that, uh, where whatever river feeds it, like like I'm talking about. Get on the ledge of that river. Uh, look for some bait, and uh, those fish might possibly be schooling in an orientation to where that bait is. Uh, get on the ledges, uh, like I said, of whatever's feeding it, and just do some side imaging, find you some bait, and then drop that uh, live scope, zoom way out, and look for schools. Yeah, they got to be schooling, especially with that water oh, temperature, don't you think, John? Yeah, or, I mean, you know, find some timber that's in your comfortable fishing area that's out you know on that ledge um maybe maybe get out of the sloughs or uh creeks you know and get back out on the main lake you know the the, where the main river is and look around yeah man i'm looking at all these comments buddy appreciate your question jacob hopefully that helps man you could you can message john man if he's got if he's if he's not busy fishing he'll answer that thing quickly you know Uh, Jacob, just drop me a, a, a 
a message of what lake you're on, I'll pull it up on the map. Yeah, he'll try to help you. He'll help try to dissect that thing down, man. Hope you can put you on some fish for sure. And and I can figure it out. You know, you said it's down what 15 feet. We'll, we'll yeah, 19. He said that's a long way. Whew. That is. I mean, we think of it as a lot, but you know, those lakes, you know, flood control and lakes they bring down there for winter. That those those fish are used to it. That they they move accordingly. Oh yeah. <clears throat> For sure. What? Let's see. Oh yeah. Okay. okay. All right. So. Oh yeah. We are to be firm in this. We are not giving it away right now. But yes. at some point, Jessica will say, "Hey, we're about to give away." Uh, all right. So tonight we're giving away a rod. Yes. We've done this before, <clears throat> but we're not giving away right now. At some point during the show. One of these little old five foot casting rods. We'll announce we're giving away uh, the outlaw crappy pole. So all you got to do is post to your timeline uh, www.fishoutlaw.com. Take a picture of that and post it here that you've done it. And the, what number did you pick tonight? I'm going to say fifth. The fifth one that does it uh, is going to win that rod. So you got to be still, like when we did this before, it it went really fast. There was a lot yes, of it posted it. And, and here's the thing. Shane's going to have to pick which one's fifth. And here's why. Shane can see things across multiple platforms. Um, if we're not just on Facebook Live. We're on, he's on his live YouTube and other things. So he can see more comments than what we can. So don't think yeah. we're, we're not trying to be fair in this. But uh, so the fifth one that does it tonight, uh, post to your timeline, www.fishoutlaw.com. When Jessica announces it, the fifth one will win the rod for the night. And uh, Mr. JR and Amos uh, from Outlaw Cracker Pole will mail it out to you. Our last uh, winner was Jeff Walden. Yeah, that's right. He got his pole. So uh, that's awesome. Yeah, he, he did good. But. But like I said, this thing updates fast, guys. So you might be two or three comments behind. So I promise you, I'll go through here before I announce the winner. I will go through here two or three times, whenever she says it. But we're gonna do it sometime. Like I said, we're a few minutes in the show, and right. Kevin, Kevin made a good point. Once you post it, let us know. You won't let you post a pic on the live, but uh, let us know. You know that you posted it to your timeline, and uh, when when you do it. We'll get an update on it, but I appreciate yeah. it. Yeah, big time. Let's see. I think some more questions. Justin Trot, John, how well do you think Jordan's going to fish for the ACT tournament? Oh, um, but I, I mean, I think he's going to fish really well as far as catching fish. You, you got you and and uh, your dad. Y'all, y'all going to catch a lot of fish. Uh, I'm just concerned more about. You know, it, all right. Let's just say the Alabama River, everything's the water level's good, like it is right now, and people find fish on the river, they might catch heavier weights than y'all are gonna catch at Jordan if y'all do fish Jordan. So, so what he's talking about, the uh, Alabama Crappy Trail, a lot of people are starting to call it ACT. I have a problem saying ACT because when I think ACT, I'm thinking of uh, what it was before. Right. But I still call it the Alabama Crappy Trail. All right. So. It's the next tournament coming up, you can fish the Alabama River or Lake Jordan. Well, obviously, in the past, 
Lake Jordan would produce some monster fish. Um, but it, it, I don't think it is what it was at one time. Uh, you might could find those some, some big ones and, and do well, but I, I think that Alabama River might weigh in a heavier sack than Jordan will. But as the winter progresses, it gets harder and harder to find fish on the on Alabama River. And that might be the challenge for some of the anglers. So it's going to be a gamble. You know, people don't have to weigh the odds. Like, you don't want to gamble on fishing the river and have them travel maybe an hour to go put in and have them travel back. So let's just say you got in some holiday traffic and you miss uh, getting in a weigh-in line by two minutes. You know, you're disqualified. Yeah, that's, that's not that, a good feeling there. I have to cut yourself off 30 to 40 minutes of fishing time to try to make it back to weigh-in back up on Lake Jordan at the state ground. So it's going to be challenging, whereas last time we did, they had somebody checking bags on the Alabama River, and they'd sign off on your sheet and, you know, say, hey, don't fish alive, don't bring them back. This time, it's going to be a gamble. I was yeah. I was laughing because I was like, they have an ATT uh, turn. <laughs> I was thinking the same thing when he called that because that used to be called the American Crappie Trail, right? Yeah. In, 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 yeah. And I guess that thing's gone now. I don't yeah. Know. Oh, Big Daddy, you know he talked to you, John, because he said he called you. <laughs> he said he has upgraded his Helix 7 side scan, down scan, to a Helix 10. Make me feel good about this investment. He just bought it was on sale. So tell him, tell him what he's going to get out of that from a seven inch screen to a 10, Johnny. Big, big daddy. It's going to be like nine day, bro. I mean, that as far as seeing on side imaging from that seven to that 10 side imaging hummingbird helix. And, uh, if I'm not badly mistaken, I think I heard through the vine, grapevine that hummingbird is getting rid of the eights and 10 and, uh, they'll just have, I think maybe the seven, nine and 12 if i'm not badly mistaken i just like i said i heard that through the grapevine but the best unit i've ever set up prettiest picture side image i've ever seen was on a 10 inch and uh i he, he asked me he said do you think it's worth it me going from a seven to a ten and i said what are you doing with it if you're just using it for a map you know maybe not so big daddy said no i want to use it you know upgrade my side image and i said heck yeah go ahead and make that <laughs> there you go you probably want to uh, reiterate that what you need to share on here, John, because some people's wondering if the, how they post it on there. Are you wanting them to share it to their page, or you want to put it on here again? Put yeah, put it on here and share it to your page. That's all we're asking. Yeah, that's that's all we do, guys. You you type in when Jessica says www.fishoutlaw.com on the comments here, and then you share that on your page also, guys. And, and uh, and Shane can see whoever the fifth one was. On, on this live feed, and then he can verify that you share. And then we'll verify the winner before the show's over. Without, we we had to break it down, and some people are like, well, I don't, I don't, you know, they don't see it, but I, I see them all as long as I update this thing. So, y'all, at times I'm not very tech savvy. Shane, no, me, and Big Daddy well, has enough all of them. Oh he, yeah, no kidding. I, yeah, he, he can figure it out now. He. Can. <laughs> Yeah, he does. He, he's he's uh, he's on top of all that stuff. Hey, Brandon Threadgill, appreciate you tuning in, buddy. James Bailey, Holden Higgs is on here. Yeah, Kevin Kevin answered a question that John you already covered that. Uh, well, no, he didn't. I'm sorry, Kevin. 
Kevin wants to know the ones that fish the river. Do you think transporting back to the state ramp will cause dead fish issues? I don't think so. When it's cold as this. Yeah. It was, cold as the water is. Yeah. Last year, it was, it was hot as crap. It was hot, hot. June, yeah. And uh, everybody made back made it back even then with their fish. I don't think. I had a fatality, but it was something stupid out of it. But uh, <laughs> Anyway. It happens. Oh, Shiloh's tuned in. Oh, Don Gartman, is there a different stiffness in the five-foot outlaw rods? It's just one stiffness. It's like a medium head, medium light or something, isn't it, John? Because it's not real. It's not real limber, but it's got a lot of tips. So. Yeah, it does. It, it, about I guess eight to ten inches from a tip has got a lot of backbone. Uh, it's got it's got a little tip right here, but when it loads up right here, it, it's it's stout right there, about three eyes down. It you know the. Uh, the five foot eight and the five foot are the same blank. They just cut the butt off of the five foot eight to make it where uh, big boy bellied folks, people yeah. with a lot of clothing on. No, it the butt doesn't get in the way. Yeah, don't bruise your ribs up. But nice, no, it's, it's a good pole, guys. I've used it. Uh, I've got one over yonder. It's got fish slime all over. This is a brand new in here because we'll talk about that. Somebody's gonna win. Uh, somebody's gonna win those two rods here in a little bit. Let's. Make sure I, I, I think since the tournament, the last tournament. Uh oh. Yeah, Neely. Yeah. We had I don't know if we, I don't know if we had a show since the last. I, yeah, we we did, did we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. We done one show. That's right. We did. We sure did. Oh. But we we were off. You know, we were off last week. Uh, like like. <laughs> It was kind of different, not 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 doing the show, but uh, yeah, it was. That's because rain. I wanted to congratulate the winners. Oh yeah, for the go ahead. Um, for the tournament, yeah, Shiloh, Shiloh and Tim. Oh yeah, I, I was trying to figure. Out yeah, I was going. To, I was trying to figure. Out yeah, you. Shiloh and Tim won. That's exactly right. God, these kind yeah. of like what button the amateur thing. Yeah, division two. Oh, that's right. I don't think we did because we were gonna give a because we were gonna give a bunch of stuff away if he caught eleven pounds and he caught ten something. I remember this now. Oh, now Sorry, that's I right. Know. I was thinking you're right, Kevin. Kevin just reminded us. Uh, Shiloh and Tim won. Sure did. Uh, and I have to remember. I should have wrote all that down, but they had a real good turn. Shiloh was talking crap. I'll just start off with that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there you go. So Shiloh was talking junk about uh, <laughs> pounds on five fish, and I I said uh, if you do, bud, I'll give two give away two poles and I'll pay for them myself. Won't have anything to do with uh, the rod company. And yeah. he came in there with a sack. Now, boy, he yeah. Sack. Oh yeah, he had ten pounds something, didn't he? Yeah, he, he came in there with ten pounds. And I was, I got kind of nervous there for a minute. <laughs> Cause some corn and, and put two rods out there, but. Anyway, I, I got to keep, but uh, it, it 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 was a heck of a thing. Uh, and it, then uh, Scott Dees, a friend of ours that lives down in South Alabama, fishes uh, Upper Tensaw and uh, that area down there. Uh, yeah, that's right. He 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 got Division Two as his first uh, Alabama Crab Trail tournament. And sure uh, it is, sure did. I remember that about two pounds in that thing. And uh, we were super proud of him. We were super proud of our other friends that did well. Kevin and Jessica did well. Uh, Kevin McCarley did well. 
Aaron Knott did well. Um, with, you know, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan Willis and Eddie did well, did well in, the, in yeah. their division. So hey, we got a lot of friends that, 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 that listen to us on this thing. Uh, there was some there were some big bags that got weighed in there. For, what, what was Big Fish? It was 260, 270? 260. It was a big two. I remember that. It was 270, I think. You're right. Uh, Jessica and I weighed in on their scales at 257. And uh, there was a there was multiple big fish weighed in and good sacks weighed in. It, it stacked up like Jessica and I were there at, at like nine. What did we have? Maybe nine. I don't remember what it was nine something nine. That was a what? right. And then the one right above us was one hundredth of a pound above us, and right above it was one. So it like, might be like 918, 919, 920. Like, yeah. Like, I remember it was all tight. It's all get out. I remember I remember that. 181920. And uh, it was just drops of water. You know, if, if if you get your bag set down and it gets weighed immediately, it might be different. You know, it, it, it's just that quick. The water can make a difference, you know. Oh, yeah, big time. But it was a great time. We had um, how many in the one? 24? Five? 25 or 26. And, I don't know. There were like 40 plus 40 boats in the whole tournament. It That's was, right. It was great. Yeah, that division, that division two is going to help a lot of people because I know Scott was like, man, I hadn't been up there. And he, he, I remember him texting me. He got your number for me in case something happened or something. And uh, yeah, yeah. He, he said, uh, he said, uh, him, Scott D's and Derek Howard. That's who, that's who his partner was. Well, what was neat about that was uh, you had sent me the, sent them my number and he sent me a message through messenger and jessica and i we fished up north uh the day before the tournament and uh i was like dang i need to call it i need to call him and let him know you know this is my number everything's cool you know so i call him and i can hear an echo this rascal's fishing just right across the river from me <laughs> he said i'm looking at y'all i was like well i'll be down <laughs> I, I like, you know so that's Oh yeah, man. Let me go back here and make sure I didn't miss any questions. I try to get to them, man. We got a lot of people tuned in here, man. Oh, Matt Harris said it's about time to hook up with me for a trip. He, he's almost tagged out on bucks, man. It's still early, man. It ain't even Christmas yet, man. Jeez. <laughs> oh man, I've got a friend of mine. His little boy, he's been smoking on my. He's like, like I'm about to back him off. It's been a great, it's been a great hunting season. I, I mean, Big Daddy's posted more. I stayed with Big Daddy the other weekend, and I'm telling you, he, he posted, man, a few, a bunch of pictures of, of people killing deer, especially kids, and some good deer, man. Uh, some really good deer. It's that time of year, man. Time of year, John. Let's uh, I know everybody's gonna want to know uh, how you caught that big old bag today and what you were doing and. I know they were probably schooling, but what what did you, what was you running your live scope out to and stuff to find those things? Okay, so if you get a a school of bigger fish like that, obviously they're going to show up as a bigger uh, blob on your screen. So right. what I've been doing uh, probably the past two weeks is uh, where I've been fishing. There, there's been big schools of fish. And, and the smaller fish, I would say smaller fish, but the smaller fish are sticking together, the bigger fish are sticking together in schools. It's kind of weird right now. 
So I'll, I'm taking my live scope, and at times I'm running it all the way out to 175 feet. I remember you told me that. I was like, whoa. Yeah, I'm just scanning. and I'll Looking for some interference. Scan, and, I, and I'll see a blog. Now, you can tell once you watch it enough that, that the bigger blobs and the tighter uh, blobs are crappy, whereas like it might be a bigger, longer stream or something like that will be bait. And I'm looking for the bait, too, because the, the schools are oriented with that bait. That's why they're out free roaming. You know, they're, they're waiting for that bait to come by or they're running around looking for those schools of bait. And you, you'll actually see them come up through and crush the bait. Um, but I'm taking that live scope and I'm running it just as far as I can and feel comfortable about seeing those schools. Uh, I'd say max I've done this week has been 200 feet. Um, yeah. If I'm running... Yes fast i'll just run it out to 110 feet and i'm looking for that school i see the school i go in i'll start you know minimizing i'll go from 110 to 100 to 90 to 70 i'm getting close enough to get to 60 feet then i might go to 50 and that might be as far as i was in a minute and i start fishing for them uh and i'm just chasing that school the whole time but um if if, if i'm running real fast with the trolling motor 110 to 130 feet how far out i'm looking but if I'm just running and I can like run up in the area and go left and right and see where the contour starts coming up, and I know they're been in like 15 to 25 foot of water, and I can cover that little gap right there, I'm running it, you know, where I can cover it. it might, might be 135 feet out, but I'm looking that far out and identifying those schools and then going in there and fishing them. Uh, what you're saying, I, instead of seeing something like this, you're seeing something like this. Oh, it's, it's taller in there. You know that's crappie instead of bait. Right, and you can look at what level of the water column it's in. Um, Ryan Willis came with me on uh, Tuesday. or He didn't come with me. He brought his boat over, and we, we went fish the lake. And, uh, you know, he said, man, I don't, I don't know my live scope's ever run out that far before. <laughs> <laughs> It's different, you know, and it's what you get acclimated to as far as your eyes. You know, I've done it, and, uh, you know, it's, especially down in Florida, you can run it out in 100 foot because you're not going to go far and you're going to run across a school, so. Right, and, uh, hell, Ryan did really good, and we were fishing in some really bad conditions. It, it was blowing, at, I'd say, at a minimum 15 Tuesday. Oh. Uh, we were we were busting waves and still catching fish. It was a good day. That's good. You was throwing an eight, though, wasn't you, John? When y'all throwing eight, so? Yeah, we had to throw eight. Yeah, that day. We had some fish that we came up on one time. They they were like uh, 19 foot of water, but they were they hugged the bottom, and you could still see the school. Hell, I put that damn quarter on there and, and sent it down there, and they were just running the bottom. I could get that quarter, and it would finally get down there at 18 feet for maybe before they made a turn, and they're oh. right by the pack and thump it. And I mean, this is blackfish majority. We caught a few white crappy. Uh, right. I had a big monster white roll up. I know you sent me a picture of a 16 inch. I meant to. Uh, yeah. I need to. Sh I need. I, I, I need to share it on here, John. Keep talking. I got my phone cut off. Never mind. <laughs> my bad. Yeah, you caught one in there because John was. I called John. He said, "Man, I set the hook and oh, yeah. I was re reeling the fish in." He goes, kind of looked down. He goes, "Whoa, whoa." And he, he said it's a big white fish. It was it's 16 inches or a little over, wasn't it, John? That that was uh, I think it was month. That was Monday. But Monday, I think so. Came over and fished Tuesday, and he rolled a monster up, 
and uh, it popped. Mm. And he, he went and turned around to get his net, and he didn't have his net out. He, <laughs> I still don't think. Hey, hey Ryan, ain't used to that. He, he's, oh, I need a net. <laughs> Jacob's asking the same question. We probably. He said, do the schooled up crappie in open water move a lot, or would you say it's characteristic for them to stay somewhat stationary in open water school? I mean, uh, everyone's different, and the more you mess with them, the more they're going to move. The, exactly. The, it, it, I tell everybody this that first cast you make, you need to be accurate because that's going to be your best pass over those fish. And once you pop one out of it, and if you catch a lower fish that comes all the way up through them, it might bust the school up. And half of them might go this way, and half of them might go to the left. So, and then you got to decide which one you chase. But it's so much fun chasing them around. It is. It's different. The schools act different, you know, John. Sometimes them suckers, they're hovering. They're just like this, and they're ten foot, and you can throw a thirty second with no wind, and float it down, there and you pick them off the top. And that's that's ideal conditions. But like John said, the wind starts getting up. They're twelve foot deep. You're going to an eighth. You, you know, you might get lucky and take a 16th and cut them off. You know, you're trying to lead them, but you're going to learn to lead those fish, especially. But you, John, to tell you, you also got to guess if they're going right or left or going to go, you so, know, down or up. They're doing they're doing different stuff all the time, Jake. So here's another thing people don't realize. All right, so we were fishing those fish, and they were 18 foot deep. If you're running the the mount for your transducer that comes with a live scope. It's eight degrees. So it's throwing eight degrees off whichever side you got on. I've got mine on the right side. So it's mm -hmm. throwing eight degrees off the shaft to get away from the trolling motor, the bottom of the trolling motor, right? Mm -hmm. So I think about this. The deeper you go, the further right that beam is shooting. So if you're throwing out 30 feet and you're going down 30 feet away from the trolling motor and you're going down 18 feet, it's going to be even further right. So when you make that cast and you want to get down to 18 feet, 30 feet out from the trolling motor, you've got to throw extremely right more than where the trolling motor is pointing because that beam is getting further and further. You just got to think of the angle. The angle is further mm -hmm. and further away and down to the right, the further you get away and the deeper you get. The depth is the biggest thing. Um, so you get 18 feet. You might be throwing six foot, maybe six feet right of where the trolling motor beam pointed. Now, when you go to a zero degree mount, what a lot of people, a lot of people are doing, and offsetting it from the trolling motor, you don't have to worry about that. You got to yeah, that's, that's what I'm running. I got a pretty straight beam, but like John says, you're real bright on those crappie right here, and then if they if they start moving right, they'll start to fade, and you got to go right, and then you got to cast. You cheat, you cheat to that side if that fish is going that way. You'll, it's kind of like dove hunting, guys. You, you've led birds. You're leading these crappie. I mean, seriously. Well, and I mean, it's not necessarily the leading when they're sitting still and they're that deep. You might cast it, and it starts out in the beam up in this, this the top water of the water column. Well, you'll loot. Everybody's like, I'm losing my jig. Well, what it's doing, it, it's not in the beam anymore. Because the fish are down here at the bottom of the beam at 18 feet because it's at an angle. Well, when the jig hits at the top, yeah, you can see it. Well, because you didn't cast to the right. Well, theoretically, when you first make your cast, if you're throwing to an 18-foot deep fish, you might not see it splash and hit if you're throwing to the right. 
but eventually it's going to come into your being. Does that make sense, Shane? Cause, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. You can, we can talk about this all night, but yeah, it, it really can. You can, but you will learn. I guess you just really learn as you go with it. But if you're using live scope to chase those, uh, explain it again for me. You said you don't. You don't. <laughs> I would like to hear it again. That was like really like. And uh, <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah. All right. So if you're using live scope to chase crappie, this is great information. If you don't have a live scope, it's really not going to help you, but. If you're chasing schools, this is this is this is critical information. No kidding. And your live scope transducer is on the right side or left side of your trolling motor. If the fish are deeper, 18 foot deep, where you're going to throw in the water, you need to exaggerate it if they're deep. Because if you've got the eight degree mount, not the zero degree mount, the eight degree mount, the deeper it goes, the further right or left. It, the beam is shooting out. Yeah, because it's sitting like this, guys. Cause right. They designed it that way. When you click it down to, to down scan, it has to look around the foot of your trolling motor. That's right. So it's literally sitting like that. So John's saying, if it's on the right side of your trolling motor and you cast, you're going to have to exaggerate to the right side. Right. Because the deeper it goes, the more right it's going to go, more lift. It, it's not going to go. It's be that those fish were already there, but you're the way you were looking at it, the beams coming back to you, it's so hard to explain. Gosh, it's hard to explain. But it is. It, it really is. Deeper. Uh, it, it's better to offset <laughs> zero you can because everything's straight on. It is. It is, guys. You know, a lot of people running live scope and they're trying to learn, and that's just useful information if you have it because you see those fish and, and you can you can load the boat chasing those things. But you really, you're, it's just, you'll just learn as you go. That's, that's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to draw it, uh, on a thing. Y'all continue talking. Yeah, right. you're good. Let's yes, see if get some right. more. So <laughs> uh, William White's talking about it's time for the lakes to flip. We still got a little bit though, John, don't we? For these I, lakes turnover. No, uh, that's happened to a lot of them. Has it? Okay. Well, William, I, Fishing is so good that in the mornings before I go to work, he's gone fishing before I even leave. <laughs> I know. Hey, I, I've called him about seven o'clock, Jesse. He's like, so, he'll usually know he's already sent me pictures and stuff. So I get up most mornings and I'm like, so I, right now the fishing is on fire. It is. It is good, guys. This is the time of year that's fun from now till February, but then you got to deal with some north winds and stuff. Uh, all your dock shooting starting to turn on. Uh, I know Nick Robinson said this needs to be called live scope cast, but up there and, and where he is, th those docks will be starting to turn on, but we're just trying to help people that's got live scope because they really don't know this unless they go out with somebody that has done it. Uh, just like uh, Ryan went with John, he hadn't done much of it. He picked up on it with John on Tuesday. Yeah. Chad said he I've shot a case of shells. Yeah. That's what I do. Uh, Chad when I'm bird hunting, but that's the best way to explain it though, trying to lead those fish like that. Let's uh, see. Okay. I, I'm drawing a picture here and I'm trying to make it uh make make sense. Uh Cameron's talking. Well docks on Talcon hold crappie. There is some Cameron when you catch those fish on those docks down at Talcon, especially right now, they're I won't say they're resting. Because they want to run so bad, like when, you, like they might stop on a stump sometimes in the mornings or afternoon, and then when you catch one, they'll take off. 
they're schooling right now in the river in the river channels big time but you can still find some fish on some structure but it's not going to be far from that creek channel so if you can find some dots cameron that are close to that creek channel you might catch some fish that are taking a break there you know that and, and that's what you want to do okay so there you go trying to show this to everyone so all right so the fish is deeper here the right is coming off the trolling motor shaft and the further you get down the more the angle is and the further right and so here's the distance out and here's the depth so the further away from the trolling motor uh excuse me the depth is going to be the biggest thing uh it's going to move you know whichever side is on right or left you don't have to exaggerate your cast to get it down to the fish and honestly i'll be a, you might see, you might not see your jig splash. You're like, oh, I threw extremely right. And I'll tell Jessica sometimes, like, all right, the fish is deeper. Just stay with the cast. And it'll keep going down, keep going down. And eventually, it'll come into the beam. And yeah, you see it pop up, right? Right, she's on the fish. Yeah. So yeah, the, it, it's, it, it, takes some, it takes a lot of practice, guys, especially a lot of people get kind of frustrated with it because you're going to see that fish real bright. And then as it moves off, it starts fading, and then you'll see it bright again. And but uh, it, it's 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 fun once you learn the clicks, though. That now that's with the eight degree offset, uh, right? As the zero degree, you know, you're straight up and down. Yeah, I'm running a zero uh, fish performance. I'm running. I forget what mount that is. Um, that's the one I just bought that had, uh, I hadn't gotten in yet. Fish obsession. It's it's a it is a tough mount, John. I beat the mess out of that thing. I have. Well, all right. So we we hadn't touched on this yet. You know, I got that new trolling motor. Yes. Okay. Yes. So um, we we got the Ultrax Quest, and uh, for anybody that's thinking about getting one, the shaft on the Ultrax Quest is bigger. Uh, so yeah, your your uh, typical mount will not go on there well it will but barely you won't be able to put your rubber under the uh the uh, transducer mount uh you're just going to go straight to the shaft with the mount uh but they're making some some oversized uh transducer mounts now that will go to the shaft uh fish obsessed has got one uh we we weren't able to put the rubber up under ours so we didn't know yet and we're still using eight degree but i ordered that zero degree yeah, that's what I'm running. And it takes some getting used to, too, guys, because you get used to cheating it, you know, one side or the other. But, uh, yeah, big but you disregard all that. Absolutely. <laughs> that's true, Tim. That's I, true. I, I went into it, but, man, when people first get it, they got that eight degree, and they, they're like, golly, when, I, when it gets deeper, I'm losing my jig. That's why you're losing. It's that's big. exactly right. It's going out of the – you might come – you're going to come into the beam and out of the beam. They're like, I'm losing it at – uh, 12 to 15 feet deep. I'm like, that's why, because you made the cast in it and the beam's progressively going out. Uh, and that's hard. Yeah. It is, man. You get so detailed about it, guys. Uh, you know, we could do a whole show on that. Whole big Diddy's asses. Talk a minute about those green lights. Had a lake house owner, Miller Ferry, ask about them. He's, he's, there's a guy called big Diddy about a green light. I guess he's going to put one on the dock down at Miller's Ferry. He's going to attract a bunch of guard down there at Miller's Ferry is what he's going to do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't, I mean, the green lights are, 
are, are pretty cool. There's an underwater light that uh, people put on their boathouse docks, and uh, it, it brings in the zooplankton, and the zooplankton bring in the shad. It brings in a whole ecosystem of fish. Uh, you know, and that, that in return brings in crappy. And, but what happens is that that gets a lot of gore. <laughs> Yeah, it does. It really does. Uh, let's, I, I'm glad you brought that up, Kevin. Kevin Hicks is talking about the new nudge system uh, that's coming out. Our mind's on the way right now. I guess we can touch base on that. Uh, have you, you have you've got one? You got one yet, John? What's that? The nudge system for the power brakes. No. What it is, guys, is is Chad's come out with another pedal that instead of running 100, it only runs 80, and it makes your your rear trolling motors propel you forward. So if you get close to a fish and don't want to hit your front trolling motor, you can hit another pedal and it just nudges you up to the fish. So huh. it's pretty interesting. It's pretty interesting. It's, they call it nudge because you're using the rear trolling motors. You got another pedal. Some people put it on the right side where they can just, you know, say I don't want to hit this trolling motor because I'm right on this fish with a long rod or, or whatever. And you can just, Hey, just nudge it up. So they haven't been out long. Some videos are out on power brakes now, but that's, that's a cool little, little addition he's a uh, mine's on its way matter of fact so thank you kevin for bringing that up because there's been talked about a little bit let's see all right Air floor uh oh um, okay just fifth person fish outlaw www.fishoutlaw there it is guys she called it y'all got to be quick the fifth one www.fishoutlaw.com the fifth one guys oh boy they are quick good lord of mercy <laughs> <laughs> y'all guys are fast man That's that awesome. is fun man that is fun 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 i'll refresh you here in a minute i'm sure somebody's already got it already because y'all are y'all are sitting on go oh. good for y'all man that's awesome that's awesome oh yeah y'all are sitting on go buddy when you said that jess i mean they were getting down man <laughs> that thing said, it looked yeah, like a slot machine. Get ready to do it. But, uh, yeah, uh, we appreciate that. It helps uh, outlaw crappy poles a lot. And Yes, it does, guys. And they, hey, they, they give, a, they give a, a, a rod away every other show, which that, is a great deal. Somebody's already won it, and I'll refresh it here in just a second. I guarantee somebody's already won it. Oh, ain't no, there's no doubt. I've seen probably 10 already <laughs> yeah i guarantee you man i appreciate y'all jumping on that That's... Oh, oh dang <laughs> <laughs> great job mcgraw no kidding yeah taylor olson said he done a video on the nudge today i did see that taylor uh i don't know how much it's going to cost i have no idea uh we'll update you somebody else asked that too on here uh, Larry Ford's got a good question. Then we'll find the winner, guys, because it's, it's had time to update. Does high visibility line, talking about high vis line, affect your trolling negatively? You think it does, John? I mean, if you're trolling, you know. Oh, you're talking about like trolling, pole, like pushing? Yeah, yeah, if he's pushing poles or if he's pulling or pushing. I, I would say that, uh, not, I wouldn't say high vis. I'd say, you know, whatever weight you're using is the biggest thing, you know. Push your jigs up or allow them to fall more. Um, I think we've learned so much with um, having forward facing sonar. Uh, is like 
I think presentation is the biggest thing with fish nowadays. It's not necessarily everybody thinks thought that oh they didn't bite their line chow or you know I had to do this and I had to do that. I think the biggest thing is just don't do something that that makes the fish not want to bite. You know we we've talked about this so many times. It's like the fish starts following the bait. Don't don't do something that that makes the fish quit following the bait. Tell John, tell him what's the number one rule though. If that fish engages your bait, tell him what you don't do. You don't. That, that helps. Don't. <laughs> don't dip it. Yeah, the fish is falling at a forty-five. Don't slow down where the fish starts going at a, uh, you know, a flat line. All that. Keep him. Keep his nose up. Keep it coming. If he starts wanting a little bit faster, you know, get up. Get him excited. Do whatever you got to do. First time you cast in there, you just do a regular retrieve, and they nose up. And they don't don't eat. Do something a little different the next time. I mean, I might you know just do a little light twitch and get them more excited. Um, you know, just try something different today. I today I really had to do some things differently. <laughs> to get Guess who won the rod, guys? One, <laughs> two, three, four, five. James Trot won the rod right there. <laughs> Congratulations, John. I, James, I just uh. I counted two or three times here. Philip Donson was one. Waylon Browder was two. Adam Acker was three. Holden Higgs was four. James Trot was number five. Congratulations, James. Good deal. Hey. Good deal, man. Y'all were quick with that, man. I didn't. I was. That thing. I mean, I exaggerated. It looked like a slot machine, man. It was. That was. That was cool. Yeah, man. We we try to give stuff. If you if you got a question on here, guys, besides live scope or anything. Like this guy's talking, Larry's talking about trolling stuff. Please ask it because we get a lot of live scope questions, then we start going in detail about it. And we don't want to leave the guys out that don't have live scope, I promise you. You know, the dock shooters, the trollers, the, the bank beaters, uh, the bank fishermen. I mean, we're, hey, we've all been there, done that. And uh, <laughs> Justin Trot said he's got a new <laughs> new rod to fish with. <laughs> That's awesome. He's going to steal his dad's rod. So, oh, man. I was fishing Monday, and there was an older, uh, older gentleman that was out there fishing, and he's always spider rigging. And uh, he catches fish. He fishes a lot. Like, every time you go to the lake we're on, I see him. And uh, he said, man, I'm, I'm just not catching them today. And I said, well, they're a little bit deeper than they normally are. And I said, there's, school, there's schools out here. I said, you probably run, run through them at times. You know how three or four poles go down. He said, I do. I said, well, let me look with my electronics and see where your jigs are running. Well, his jigs are running at like nine to 10 feet. I said, if you can get them where they run about 13 feet, you'll start catching fish. So there you go. He lowered them down some and he made his pass and come back. We passed each other again. He said, I've already caught 10 since I saw you. And I mean, just- I, I, that's cool, man. I ran it. Hey, where was it, Talking, John? And there was a guy in a John boat. He had some rods out, and me and Lee uh, Collin was sitting there fishing. I said, hey, buddy, your rods are finna go down. He goes, huh? I said, there's a school of 100 fish fixing to go into your boat. He's look, he looked at me like I was crazy. And I seen he was at the right depth. I seen his baits. Hey, four rods went down. He was yanking stuff. He said, hey, he, he got so excited. You know, I was like, I said, man, there's plenty of schools. You just stay right where you are. You're in the right spot. So, oh, man. Spider scoping it is. <laughs> a lot of people use live scopes uh, uh, trolling, man. 
if you if you want a spider rig, the, putting that 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 pole on the side of that boat would make so much sense because you can just sit there and look at all those jigs and just you not know, have to worry about moving that trolling motor around. You can just shine every one of those jigs or, or those double metal rigs, you know, just push. Uh, I could see it being so handy to get everything set, which I oh, did yeah. before I swapped back over. Right. Yeah, exactly. You know, DeAndre Butler, he, he's make a comment. Ain't nothing like casting to him. You're exactly right. I mean, the, uh, a couple of weeks ago, I probably mentioned on the show, the current was running real strong on the Alabama River. And I looked in the top and it was loaded. And I was like, well, I couldn't keep the boat on them, guys. So I, I just spotlocked the trolling motor and threw up river and let that bait count it down eight or ten. And when, as soon as I started ticking them limbs, I just slowed down. And when I ticked those limbs, I just sped it up just a notch. And we sat there and caught 30-something crappie. You know, just, just old school, you know, hitting the tip and the hitting the tips of the top. Man, it was it was fun. Oh, we mentioned earlier about the uh, – oh, I did. We're talking about that old tricks. Yes, the quest, yeah. But, uh, you know, I said the shaft was bigger, and, you know, I had to have a different mount for, you know, your transducer. But uh, that thing's so quiet. I feel like it's – all right. My first impressions after having a week is quieter. It doesn't pop yet. It might start popping and clicking like old tricks do. Right. You've had it for a while. Uh, it's quieter and it's faster. Uh, yeah. I know Eric said that. He – he told he told us his that big twenty two foot ranger it run four mile an hour, so I mean that's impressive. Oh, Corey's got a good question here, and I know it depends on your transducer, but I've got a three position live scope mount. Is it best to have it dead on the mark or one click above it, one click below it? A thirty two you can run a click or two above it, right, John? Yeah, on a thirty two you can click it up one. You know, uh, on that thirty four you've only got three positions you can put it in. Uh, that's why I, maybe that's what he probably run a 34 if I had to guess car is. And I know that we talked about this before, but when you go into a uh, solar setup installation and you got a, uh, in an in installation, there's like the depth range that you can set it on. I put mine at zero, like it set at zero. Uh, John told me that and you can see your jig splash an initial splash car, that install depth zero point zero zero and hit done. But and you will actually see it. It doesn't have to wait. There's no delay. I mean, as soon as it splashes. And it helps people track their jig and stuff, too, because somebody that cast, or especially an eighth or something, it really it really helps. That's a big, big help for sure. I think it when you first buy it, like factories, like one foot installed depth. Right, that's right. Because uh, if you ever notice that like, you're looking at the lines of like the way the angle is, and I have it, you know, where it's totally turned up. So you can, it picks up your jig as soon as it hits the water. Yeah, mine's, he's got a 32, John. My, my 32, I got it clicked up pretty good now. I'm not, I mean, I really do. It's it's exaggerated. That 45 degree strip, it, you know, that it's reading off of, it's clicked up a little bit. And I'm catching fish, you know, 20 foot deep right now. So that's the advantage. I guess that would be the advantage of putting your install zero to 34. Uh, you know, like clicking it up on the 32. Right. Justin Trot wants to know, though, the water clarity of the Alabama River, I guess he's talking about right there in Prattville. I know what it is downriver. It's still clear. That there ain't, Rain has not gave it any color at all where I'm fishing down in the Miller's Ferry. So 
I think it's pretty much the same everywhere. It's got that pretty little green tint to it. Uh, the We've gotten some rain, but we were so dry that it, it soaked a lot of it up. It, you oh, know, yeah. run off yet to start putting the in the river. Exactly. Yeah. The creek's still got to fill up, Justin. I mean, the creeks are so low and dry, and you know, it, you, you might get a little bit of runoff from the edge of the lake where the lake's down, but like in Demopolis where I fish, it's, it's a foot and a half, two foot low, man. And it, it's, you know, it's normally it's up and rolling right now. So, uh, but heck, we, we're hopefully going to get some rain this weekend. I don't know how much we're going to get. I'm headed back to Talcon and uh, go down there and chase some of them schooling fish. Friday Friday night, I'm headed back down there. Let's make sure I didn't miss any questions. William White, appreciate your question there, William. What rod mount are y'all using for trolling, John? What mount is that that most people use? I, I have no clue. Any, um... Everybody was, I've got two, like, I think I got like two sets. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I think I said a tight lock and a set of millenniums on the house. I need a, I keep telling myself, I see certain scenarios on lake. I'm like, We're not yeah, I'll rig the rods up and I'm like, we're going to go do it. And then I don't. And then I know if I got out there and it didn't work right in the beginning, I'm like, put all them long poles up. I'm just going to cast. And then. So I, I, I've probably rigged the double metal rigs up three different times and then hung them back. Up. <laughs> I poured out, hey, I poured out a thousand dollars worth of minnows in the last two or three months. I, you know, I get them and and the fish are wanting to react to the bait instead of just really inhale it when you get down there. So you got to make them react to it. Uh, let's see, Keith Spencer. That's, that's a, a great question. question. That's a good one. That, appreciate your question, Keith. Is it worth the investment to put power brakes on your boat even though you spider rig 50% of the time? He, that is a great question. All right. I've thought of like so many scenarios I could use them for. So if I if I had double metal rigs and I'm pushing into a pile, I could push those things into the pile, set them on it, and if I started like going too far over the pile or, or the stumps or whatever, I could hit those I could hit those brakes. And, and just ease up and back over the pile and push those minnows back and forth. You just let them suck. Oh, yeah, it's crazy, man. Once you have them, Keith. Oh, gosh, it'd be so helpful. It, you, it's unbelievable because. Yes. Yes, 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 I'm sorry. Yes, I, I have yes. a problem just giving <laughs> definitives sometimes, but yes, it's the correct answer. Yeah, because I use them a lot. Uh, if the current's going, I can get above it and just back up and fish, back up and fish. When I'm casting, Keith. So I can see John's point. If you got a lot of fish loaded on the stump and and you don't want to take your boat over them with the water clarity and let them see the boat, you know, hey, just just ease back, back up on them, catch them, back up, catch them. And you don't have to blow them out with the front trolling motor. That's the whole design of them. Those power brakes. You, I, if you get a chance to go with somebody, Keith, that has them, but if you're able to buy them, hey, there's a great investment. I promise you. I promise you, it is. Yeah, boat better about correctly yeah yeah if you don't you have brakes you can't go without them it's true my, my switch messed up on my brakes and i was running wide open at talc and i had it I, I stopped and and got to working on that switch and and got it back on because i'm telling you you can you can cover water faster but there's a there's so many scenarios guys as this crappie fishing evolves man uh 
you know, like I said, they're still old dock shooting. They're still old take a weedless jig, and you're still gonna have court fishing in the in the uh, in the spring. But right now, the schooling fish, the live scope rules right now, man. I promise you. And you could, if you can learn how to chase them, uh, Clinton Tyson wants to know how much are the power breaks. They had them on sale. They had four hundred dollars off uh, that Black Friday. What were them things? Uh, I I don't want to tell no stories. There's a discount. You got a discount. I got a discount code too, uh, Clinton. If you'll, you'll, uh, I know it'll save you $150 for sure. Um, but it comes with the uh, the brackets, the breakaway brackets. So I don't know if you ever ever noticed the detail. I've got a mount over there. You got shear pins in them that break the shear in case you run into a stump or something. I've been beating the cap out of mine. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. I've been beating them up. So take off with them down and it'll shear, shear the pin. I've done that before, a couple of times. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. The keys in the holder. Yeah, I, we we got a, a habit. Jessica and I do is we'll take the ignition key out. Yes. Of yeah. Jessica says that a lot, and that's that's a great. I'll walk back to the back of my boat and look down, and now I can feel when I have them down. If I start to give gas, oh whoa whoa whoa, because uh. You shoot the gas to mine. It's, <laughs> yeah, your motor's like hey, that motor's a little, little stouter than mine, man. It's shearing some. Man, we dropped a lot of information on this show. I know we went into a lot of live scope stuff, guys, but there's a ton of people running them, and we want y'all to get better with them. We want you to learn. And that's what all this tips is, where you can share 16 pounds and four ounces worth of crappie because, hey, I want to see it. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if y'all seen they done a study in, in the Blue Mountain Lake. Did I share it with you, John? Yeah, I did. In oh. Arkansas, they tested the waters. It's a 3,000-acre flood impoundment. They tested it, and they've seen more 12-inch fish plus than they ever have, ever in that lake. They got a 20-fish limit, of course, per man, but they've been running live scope on it. Everybody's talking about you're going to fish this lake out and stuff. And it, it is, it, it, it's all, I'll have to share it on my page, but it's great information. The spawn, I mean, it, of course, it's a fertile lake, but I think it's interesting. Everybody thinks your you know, lake could be fished out in five years and, Oh. I don't know. I'm not, you know, there's so many arguments on it, but I want to, I, 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 that was an interesting study. I shared it with Big Daddy and we, we, we talked about it a little bit. So They, they go in, in five-year cycles, guys. Exactly. Lake, legs down, just keep fishing. Exactly. And you know, what's crazy, and John attested this, you might see two or 3,000 crappie to catch your 25. I mean, that's the God's honest truth, guys. I mean, all those fish don't fire out of those schools. I mean, I shared a video on my page of 100 fish. I think we caught four out of there, you know. And Eric shared a, video, a picture with John and I. It was 45 feet of a school of crappie over in, in Georgia. I mean, it, they were four foot deep, 45 foot long. And, you know, just you just don't catch all of them. And, and I guess that's just a good Lord protecting them, too, because if they did bite, you know, you'd be done pretty quick. So you still have to cover water, so. Oh gosh, that's what can be so frustrating about it. You think it's going to be so easy? Oh yeah, you see those fish, guys. You know, well, I, I'll share this picture right here, guys. I meant to share this while we were doing it before we shut off. Y'all see those fish on that stump right there? There's probably 20 fish right there. I'll zoom in right here, and you can see them. You know, I found I've, I'm starting to find a lot of stumps paying attention to John and Eric and them, and I only caught a few fish out of that. You know, I, I ran into five or six stumps like that. Some of them had 50, 100 fish on them. I mean, you have to just keep on, you know. 
You have to just keep on beating on them. And a lot of times, some stumps are, it doesn't work out for you. Move on. Don't sit there and waste, you know, your valuable time saying, oh, eventually they're going to do it. Go to the next one if you've got another plan. Go to the next one. Oh, yeah. Well, like I said, those, those stumps, you know, I... That's side scan. That's not live scope. You know, old school, you could have thrown a buoy out and cast it on for sure. Uh, I don't know. Josh Devaney, how do y'all like to preserve y'all's fish? I don't know if he's talking about if I, they're alive. I'm freezing them, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great question, Josh. I, I'm still like, uh, I guess, like I've always been. I've got a like a wonderful vacuum sealer, but mm -hmm. I will take them. We take zip locks and uh, we'll put water in there and just kind of lap it over the side of the sink and get all the air out of it, seal it up. And heck, normally between my mother and uh, my family and friends, they get eaten quickly. <laughs> and certain stockage level, and we work it down. And we'll back up. Yeah, I still freeze them in water. I got these old Ziplocs because they don't last long around here, too, either. I fill them up with water. You can actually fill them up with water, Josh, and leave the top that much of the bag and just start sealing it to the corner and push it on that water, and it'll it'll push all the air out of there. There's a little trick uh, that almost va it's not quite good as vacuum sealing, but it does push all the air out of it. So that's why somebody roll it aside off the sink and it'll pull all that air out and you can right seal the top up. Now, uh, I used to get my grandmother and other people to, to save like their gallon jugs, and I yeah. was washed out and cut a hole out of the side of them and put those fillets in there and put water in there and freeze them in them. I've done it every way you can imagine. Um, the, the biggest thing is when you do freeze your fish is do it in, in proportions that, uh, you know, like our, our family's gotten smaller with our oldest, you know, that's living here with our oldest going off to college. So we do, we got, you know, we know what we need to, to lay out for us to cook for the night. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, just plan, plan things like that so you don't waste fish. Exactly. I mean, hey, that's a good problem to have, Josh. Is, is like he said. He said he was just curious and was getting some ready for the freezer. There you go, Josh. Freeze them in water, man. You know, best thing you can do, and for sure. Justin Trot. That's a great question too, Justin. We'll try to end this show because we'll talk all night. We don't been an hour. How much difference does it make to use mustard on your crappie when you fry them? Justin, I'll tell you a story. I used to take mustard and make a little slurry in water with water, just a little, you know, about a a quarter size and Shane Welch, one of my buddies, he, I look over there and he, he went to shake some mustard on the top blew off and it just soaked the fish in mustard. I mean, just, Hey, he just lathered them all up. Best fish I've ever eaten. And what it does, it's just like ribs or pork. It makes a, it makes the breading thicker. Uh, binding, it's, yeah, exactly. It, it is a good binder, but it, uh, it really don't taste the mustard at all. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a, it gives it a great taste. I used to add a little hot sauce to it too. Uh, I do it for a lot of, you know, RMC. I do it. For, we cook for a lot of our customers and Hey, haven't anybody turned it down yet. I promise you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we used to do a lot with mullet, uh, the mushroom yeah. mullet, but I, I love it like that. I love them in hot sauce too. Uh, Jessica's kind of spoiled. She's got her certain way. She wants her fish fried. Jessica said, do not promote mustard on crappy. <laughs> <laughs> she's got, she's set. She's so happy with the way we cook them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man, they, 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 everybody's got their ways of doing it. 
I've, hey, I've soaked them in buffalo sauce, guys, and, and, and cooked them. And it was it was wonderful. My boss man and I, we cooked them over at his house one night. We soaked them in buffalo sauce and fried them. They were good. You just can't eat too many of them because that crappy, it, it'll soak up some hot sauce and it, it'll mess with you. So, I, y'all be. We like some people fry them a lot less. We do. We, we fry ours, they're dark brown. Some people are like, you burnt those fish? I'm like, no, that's how we eat them, bud. <laughs> yeah, you know, I've learned, though, John, to make sure those fish are consistent, even if you have to trim them. Those big, that's why, you know, those big, thick fish, they just don't cook up like those 10, 11-inch fish. They just don't. I that's mean, right. I say that all the time. Everybody's like, you want to keep him? That's the best eating fish in the river, 10, 11 inches. Yeah, absolutely. You know, them 12 or 13s, yeah, they're nice. But when they're, the fillets are that thick, it doesn't cook consistently, you know. Those ones down there where John them are, hey. Uh, <laughs> I see Kim Hudson. She, I mean Kim Randolph. She's she's raising her hand too. She, <laughs> oh man, great show, man. Gosh, so much information. Gave away a rod, James Trot. He won a rod. I guess you gotta tell everybody where to get that hoodie you got on right there. I've seen several comments about that. Go to fishoutlaw.com. I would love to get a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys there's still 77 people tuned in on here i just wanted everybody to know that we're an hour and five minutes in hey guys message us questions if you got them live scope or not it doesn't matter john and i'll try to get to you and i promise you i'll get back to you if i'm not driving i promise you i will uh i, I, I enjoy talking about crappie and i appreciate y'all appreciate all y'all that tuned in again congratulations james he won him a rod I'm sure his son's going to try to steal it. but <laughs> Oh, goodness. We'll end this show, guys. And I'm going to thank, I'm going to make, I'm going to have to thank my sponsors here. I'm going to play it at the end of this show. And then, then we'll, we'll end it with that. And uh, John and Jessica, y'all stay on here. But I'm going to thank our sponsors. Y'all please stay and watch that for us because they're the ones that make all this stuff happen. And Delusion Marine. Located in Andalusia, Alabama, your express, all-weld, stick-steering, Polacraft, Starcraft, veranda pontoon dealer. One-call heating, air, and refrigeration, Mr. Stephen Dubb, an air-conditioned guy you can trust. RMC Mechanical Contractors, located in Chelsea, Alabama. Give us a call for all your industrial contracting needs. Star Arms, located in Bessemer, Alabama. You can also pick these rifles up at Simmons Sporting Goods. That is a star scout in that picture. I've been hunting with a pro hunter for about 30 years, guy. One of the finest rifles made. Pick one up today, and you'll see what I'm talking about. Alpha Plumbing, Mr. D. Robinson. He's been with us since day one. He, call him for any of your plumbing needs, a plumbing guy you can trust. C.T. Ward Power Sports, Camden, Alabama on Highway 28. Your Excel Center Console, Side Console, Goffrey Prontoon, Hustler Lawnmower, and Mercury, and Yamaha Service Dealer. Power brakes. If you want to get your total boat control under control, get you a set of these. Give old Chad Clifton a call. www.mypowerbrakes.com. All right, folks. Y'all 50-something people that stayed on here. There's a 14-foot outlaw behind me, a 5-foot casting rod, and an all-day guide trip with me. We're going to give away next week. I got a 200 and something people that share that video from alpha plumbing i got to put them all in a hat somebody's gonna win a trip and it's going down here 
between now and February, I'm gonna make sure that we 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 catch a lot of fish, and it's well worth the ride uh, the ride down or wherever you're coming from. Somebody's gonna win it. Appreciate y'all tuning in. Hey, next week we're gonna give away something else. John and Jessica, thank y'all, man. Y'all stay on here. Appreciate all y'all for staying on the show, and because I forgot to play the sponsor commercial right off the bat, because I was fired up, ready to go. So, all right. Appreciate y'all.